Hello again, friends, and welcome back to another edition of the Mid-South Wrestling Television Review Podcast. This week, reviewing Mid-South Wrestling Television from October 8th, 1983, taped on September 28th, 1983, the second part of a two-show TV taping at the Irish McNeil Boys Club. I am the great Brian Last, my pleasure to be with you once again. And joining me as he does each and every week, he's known by a lot of different nicknames, including Mr. New Orleans, Mike Mills. You know, I really do like that Mr. New Orleans nickname because I'm very proud of where I'm from and I love my city and I love everything about it. And it is a great town to visit and drink and party and all that good stuff. But for me, uh, as someone who grew up five minutes from Bourbon Street, I was more interested in the wrestling and the sports there than I was <laughs> going to bourbon, even as a kid. Uh, yeah, I could ride my bike to the French Quarter. That's how far away I was uh, growing up in New Orleans. But anyway, I am uh, I'm looking forward to this episode. This is a weird episode. Lots of It's really full of filler. And there are some things in this episode that Brian and I are going to discuss that are kind of comical. And I'll leave it at that as we jump into this week's episode of Mid-South. Again, we're still... We are still in the in the valley here. We're going to come up to the peak soon. But yeah, let's get into this thing, Brian. You know, we've said that things slow down before things really pick up with the change of Booker and the influx of talent from Jerry Jarrett's promotion. This episode may be that point where it's at its lowest right here, but we'll get into that. Let's go to the show open. Boyd Pierce and Jim Ross. And pretty quickly, they're going to shoot us to an interview with a brand new tag team. Two guys that we've seen in Mid-South Wrestling, but they are now united as a team. Let's go to this. I'm your host, and I'm Boyd Pierce, and we have a lot of exciting action coming up. A tag team match sees the speedy team from Columbus, Georgia, Jerry and Marty Oates, as they take on the rugged duo of Hacksaw Butch Reed and Jim the Anvil Nighthart. More tag team action later. We'll see the Junkyard Dog as he joins forces with the outdoorsman from the Minnesota Northwoods, Crusher Darso. Also, we'll see Magnum TA in action. Lots of matches coming up here, and the man to tell you about it, I tell you there's almost none better, and that's Jim Ross. Jim? Boy, thanks very much. It's always great to be here on Mid-South Wrestling, and wrestling fans, we have a taped interview that, I, that I, I'm really excited about showing you because there's a, there's a new team on the scene. Hacksaw Butch Reed has, has formed an alliance with, with Jim the Anvil Neidhart, and of course, we've talked about the backgrounds of both men. We won't go into that right now, but one thing that we need to say at this point in time, that it may be the most brutal, most awesome team in all of professional wrestling. Of course, that point may be proven today because they've got some great opponents in Jerry and Marty Oates, but Neidhart and Reed made some comments earlier today. Let's listen to their comments now. I want all you people to listen up and listen real good because I got an introduction to make, and I got somebody I want to introduce to you that's just as bad and mean and nasty as I am. Jim the Anvil Neidhart. Because you understand it's a little old conspiracy going on around here to try to upset Butch Reed and get his nerves on edge where he can't think and where he might make some mistakes and lose his composure and lose his title along with it. So I'm giving me a little backup here, you understand, because a couple of weeks ago we had us a little unauthorized lumberjack match out here with that greasy dog when I'm in the ring with Jim Duggan beating his head into oblivion. 
So he gets all his little stooges out here, you understand, to upset me and take my mind off of Jim Duggan. That dog sucker punches me right out there. I get back in the ring and I get set up for old lousy spear. So what's going to happen now? You looking at two prime athletes right here, baby. You looking at two All-American college pro football players. This man has been to college. He's been All-American. I've been All-American. We're nothing but athletes. And we're nothing. We're going to be nothing but devastation and destruction. Listen, this is Jim the Anvil Nightheart. I'm teaming up with Bush, baby. He played pro football. And I played pro football with the Oakland Raiders. And you think the Oakland Raiders are an outlaw team? You haven't seen nothing yet, Jack, compared to this outlaw team. Because we're going to go in there and we're going to take those belts. We're not going to wrestle. We're just going to go in there and take them. You're talking about highway robbery out here. Me and the Anvil, baby, we're going to get a whole lot of straightening done around here in Mid-South. And we heard the comments from Hacksaw Butch Reed and Jim the Anvil Neidhart. And now they're in the ring. And their opponents are there also in the form of Jerry and Marty Oates. Let's go for the introduction and reach their bout. Well, there it is, a promo with Butch Reed and Jim the Anvil Neidhart. Neidhart's great on the mic there. At one point, he just grabs the mic from Butch Reed while Butch Reed's talking. And Butch Reed keeps talking without the mic. And then Neidhart yells a little bit. Another note, the Dr. X kid, the kid that we always see. I don't know if kid's the right word, but the guy that we always see or would see in the future in the Dr. X mask with the Dr. X t-shirt, he is unmasked for this promo. The mask goes on for the match. But he's unmasked for this promo for anyone who wants to see what he looks like. Of course, at the top, Boyd Pierce says that Jim Ross is certainly one of the great announcers. I think a few weeks ago he called him one of the greatest of all time. So a little bit of a step down. But what are your thoughts about this open to the show, Mike? First off, I'm in the process of taking a screenshot right now because I'm looking at the same thing you are. And he is unmasked. And I might have to post a side-by-side of that so everybody can see the Dr. X kid unmasked. That's the first thing. Uh, this promo, well, I don't want to say this promo. This is a kind of a weird combination because, you know, Reed is the champ right now. So it's very, very weird. But it's just kind of, to be honest, going along with what's been happening with the tag division in Mid-South during the last few months where we've got some weird combinations and we've got the tag team champs who never really tag together or rarely tag together, at least on television. We're not talking about the results around the territory. So it is kind of strange. Uh, Jimmy Anvil Neidhart's fired up. You know, I, I thought his promo was fine. You're right. Reed keeps talking even after Anvil pulls the mic away from him. I don't want to spoil what may or may not happen with this team, whether they win gold or not. So we'll stay tuned. But Definitely an interesting combination, a very powerful combination as far as the tag team goes. And uh, for the record, I, I did kind of like them as a team. They, I thought they did good work, and um, they may not have been together forever, but definitely a combination that if you're just flying into Mid-South and have never seen Mid-South wrestling before, you know, a lot of people I've heard say they, they never knew those two tag, but they did, and uh, it'll, be, it'll be fun to watch. Well, coming out of that, Mike, we get the big tag team match. The new tag team of the North American champion, Butch Reed and Jim the Anvil Neidhart versus Jerry and Marty Oates. Johnny Martinez, the referee. During this match, Jim Ross reveals that the Oates are not brothers, like they said last week, but cousins. Also, my other note was that Marty Gennetti cannot throw a drop kick yet during this match. But before we play some audio of the finish, any thoughts or notes about this match, Mike? 
had the same note as you about they're not brothers. They're actually cousins. The Oats, I thought they got a little offense early on, and then near the end, they got a little bit of offense too. Uh, but that was kind of really, really it. Um, I'll throw it to you now. I mean, uh, the finishes, you know, if you got a new tag team, let me point this out. If you got a new tag team, you don't book them and let them lose. At least that's how you should do it. I can't speak to modern wrestling. Anyway, you got a new tag team, so of course you got you to put them over strong, and I, I thought that's what happened here. Let's get to some audio of the finish of this match. Reed and Neidhart versus the Oatses. And Reed going for the suplex again and being blocked. Blocked very gently. Great move. A great maneuver by Marty Oates and tagging in. Here comes Jerry Oates. And Neidhart's in. Reed tagged Neidhart. And look at the former North American champion go. He's, he's taking it right to these two big guys. And now we've got all four men in the ring. And boy, the referee has his work cut out for him now. All four men in the ring. Out goes the champion. Reed goes out. Reed goes out. And Neidhart in the ring. They had both men elevated Neidhart right over. And look at that move. They're working on the leg. The former North American champion's got the spinning toe hold on Neidhart. Reed coming in. And so's Marty Oates. Wait a minute, Reed's going up the top. Reed's going for the top. That experience of the former North American champion paying off right there as Reed went face first on the mat. Reed went face first on the mat. And Neidhart's in the ring. All four men in the ring now. We've got a mad scramble now as all four men are in the ring as the referee trying to restore some sort of order here. And... The champion, North American champion, Reed, he elevated Ted Oates over the top rope and onto the concrete floor. He elevated him all the way to the concrete floor. Look at the maneuver. What a maneuver. He drove, Reed drove young Marty Oates' head right into the head of Neidhart. Neidhart's got him elevated backwards. Neidhart with that patented maneuver. One, two, and three. And Johnny no. Martinez counts one, two, three, and the winners of the match. There you see them with their hand raised. The Anvil, Jim Neidhart, and Hacksaw Butch Reed will return after this message. Well, there it is. We just saw them last week for the first time, Jerry and Marty Oates, but they've lost to this new tag team of Jim Neidhart and the North American champion, Butch Reed. Any closing thoughts on this match, Mike? When Reed throws Marty into Anvil's head, Marty does a good job of selling that. He he flip, flings his head back viciously, and it looked good. And Jim the Anvil Neidhart gives a sweet Samoan drop. I mean, he really flies back good, lifts his feet in the air. It just really, really looks good. Um, it was a good little finish, nothing too complicated. And the right team won. If you're going to position this brand-new tag team, this powerful tag team, I think they got to get the win, and that's what we saw. Coming out of that, Mike, we get a recap of the match between Boris Zerkoff and George Weingroff. This was the match where Weingroff got the surprise victory, leading to Nikolai Volkov coming out there, saying that Boris Zerkoff's not really a Russian, and beating him up, which is the last we see of Boris Zerkoff in Mid-South Wrestling. And that recap leads to the next match. Nikolai Volkov versus George Weingroff, Randy Pee-wee Anderson, the referee. Any thoughts or notes about this match? Another dominating performance from Nikolai Volkov. He really dominates George Weingroff. 
they do go three to four minutes, but Volkov looks just tremendous and he just really looks good. And he's got that big barrel chest and just really look good. He unfortunately, you know, Weingroff is his victim here. Uh, Jim Ross and Boyd Pierce put over on commentary how powerful Volkov is. So it's not just us that see it. Uh, we hear it as well. And the story is being told on commentary. Again, nothing really to talk about other than the fact that Nikolai Volkov gets another win, but he looks great and powerful at the same time doing it. Coming out of that match, we get our next match. The Junkyard Dog and Crusher Darso versus Frank Levert and Tom Stanton. Rick Ferrero, the referee. Any thoughts or notes about this, Mike? Well, there is a point in the match when Darso hits Levert with an atomic drop. And Levert kind of fell like a wet turd. I don't know how to describe it. And I think Darso was angry with him when it happened. Because um, when Darso comes back in the ring later on, he looked like he laid a few shots into Levert, like he was really angry. Just my take. I could be wrong, but he seemed to be a little stiff with Levert later on in the match. And I called it an atomic drop. I don't know if it, it really wasn't one, but Levert kind of, he's just holding Levert up. And I, I think Levert is like lost or trying to figure out what to do. But later on in the match, Darso seemed to, um, you know, cash a check on him because of the, the way that maneuver went. That's all I really got from this one. Well, the dog and Darso win when Darso hits the backbreaker on Levert. I do have to bring up, there is a fan. Yes. Possibly the most bizarre looking fan I've seen in Mid-South Wrestling. It's a few rows in front of the Dr. X kid. Second row, right behind a woman in a red dress. It appears to be a man, and I say that because I'm not sure exactly what this is. It almost looks like Jimmy Valiant is in the second row because there's a long white beard and there's a black cowboy hat and the fan appears to be wearing one of those tuxedo shirts, one of those shirts that's not an actual tuxedo. It's a t-shirt that looks like a tuxedo, but he also appears to have blush on his cheeks. I don't know how else to describe this. Early in the match, he stands up to yell at Stanton. I don't know who or what this is. What, did, have you noticed this guy, Mike? I went back and I looked at it after we talked about it in pre-show. And so I, it, it it's almost, well, we're a month away from Halloween. I don't want to say it's almost Halloween. It is, it appears to be, first off, he's got a shirt on that is one of those old tuxedo shirts where, you know, it's got the tuxedo print on it, but it's not really a tuxedo. It's just a t-shirt. That appears to be a mask that's like one of those old witches mask where it's got gray hair on it and it's got the, I guess, kind of like blush on the cheeks a little bit. I'm going to assume it's a guy, although I have no idea. That is, I'm thinking it's a Halloween mask at this point. And the footage isn't always the best. It's kind of grainy, so it's hard to tell. But I think it's a Halloween mask. And it is bizarre because... You know, I mean, you'd think, oh, we got wrestling mask at wrestling shows, but now nah, this dude wanted to be on TV or woman or it wanted to be on TV with a uh, with a Halloween mask. That's that's my that's my uh, analysis of this, Brian. I think it's a mask, but it's one of those cases where I'm not certain. It looks so bizarre. It's hard to figure out what exactly is going on there. But coming out of that, we go to our next match. Magnum T.A. versus Doug Vines. Johnny Martinez, the referee. 
Magnum wins with the belly to belly. During this match, this fan starts trying to talk to the blonde woman in the front row. She's there with another one of her, I assume her girlfriends, is a blonde and a brunette. They've got a lot of makeup on. And at one point, he puts his hands over her eyes while she's watching Magnum TA. So I don't know if he's a regular and he knows these people or if he's just acting up, but it's hard not to notice this fan. What are, what are your thoughts about this match, Mike? <laughs> so I've watched that too. I'm almost certain just by the broad shoulders of this dude. And I'm watching. You say it's a mask. I'm, I just went back to the footage. His mouth is moving. So I don't know. Yeah, it's a mask because I saw a close-up of it at the beginning of the uh what was it the first tag match the Nightheart Reed and Marty and Jerry Oates I, I they they you can see a quick close-up of it but he obviously is hitting on this woman but that woman is also talking to him and that's a mask it's it's got to be a dude the more I look at it now as I'm watching it but he's um during this match the Doug Vines uh, versus Magnum TA match he ain't interested in the match he's interested in the girl that's why i think it's a dude um it definitely looks like a guy just from the broad shoulders of it all and brian and i are sitting here talking about these weirdo fans because to be honest the wrestling is is subpar right now i I don't know what else to say it i love mid-south but it's some subpar stuff we're seeing on tv i'm focusing on this fan his mouth keeps (laughs) opening and closing by the way is that the kid in the yellow shirt there in a blue shirt i think so Boy, what is going on in Mid-South Wrestling? For the first time in months, the yellow shirt kid that Brian hates and has heat with has got a blue shirt or a dark colored shirt. We've got a fan with a mask. I'm pretty sure it's a mask with some silver hair coming out of it. And uh, we've got Dr. X who didn't have his mask on earlier in the show and he put his mask on. We've, we, again, we're, we're focused on the fans for the first time in a long time because we need something to talk about here. Well, like we said, Magnum TA wins with the belly-to-belly suplex. Our next match, The Missing Link and King Kong Bundy with General Skandar Akbar versus Art Cruz and Mike Bond. Randy Peewee Anderson, the referee. Bundy pins Bond after the splash. I had no other notes. What about you, Mike? Man, when Mike Bond and Bundy are in the ring together, there was just some real awkward-looking moments bond i i'm not never take you know mike bond for to be a great worker i mean i saw him in world class and mid-south but he the way he was hitting the ropes I, I, it's like he was spazzing out or something i i don't know what i don't know what the hell was going on when bond's in there it's almost like he was overselling or forgot how to sell and again i know again mike mike bond will never be mistaken for a guy who who gets a uh, you know five star matches or anything, but it just was kind of weird. He just looked awkward in there with Bundy. You know, Bundy Bundy hits Bond with the big splash at the end, gets a five count. That's all I really got from it. But just some weird. I don't know. Mike Bond just really looked weird in there with King Kong Bundy. It's the only way I can ex- describe it. I think you're right. Again, it's another one of those things people should go back and check out in the footage. It is a bit odd what's going on with Mike Bond and Bundy. But coming out of that, we get our next match. Mike Jackson versus Sam Hall, Rick Ferreira, the referee. Nothing against either one of these guys. It actually is a fine little match. But this says a lot about what's going on with this episode in Mid-South at this time period, the fact that this gets time on the show. Mike Jackson versus Sam Hall. Mike Jackson, love to this day. Um, 
still working. <laughs> Incredible. But him and Sam Hall, it's just – Bill Watts is just trying to fill up time with something. And there's no other way to put it, to be to be frank. Mike Jackson wins with a drop kick. Coming out of that, we get a promo package for someone who we've been told is coming to Mid-South Wrestling, Leaping Lanny Poffo. Now, this is not on the WWE Network. It has some music playing behind this interview package with various clips of Leaping Lanny in action. We'll talk about the clips on the other side, but we're going to play this with the original music for historical purposes. Let's now go to this Leaping Lanny Poffo interview and clip package. Wrestling fans, I know right now I'd like to introduce a piece on a, on a man that will be here in person right here next week on Mid-South Wrestling. This is an introduction to Leaping Lanny Poffo, and let's see that piece now. Hello, my name is Leaping Lanny. I am a professional wrestler and have been for the last 10 years. I am 6 feet 2 inches tall and I weigh 232 pounds. I run the 100-yard dash in 9-6 and I hide up my own height of 6 feet 2 inches. my dreams, goals, and talents and ambitions have been directed and focused toward one thing, the science and art of professional wrestling. I have a great deal of holds and maneuvers in my arsenal, and even more counterholds. But my favorite hold is the referee's hold. That's when he takes your arm and raises it in the air and signifies that I am the victor. my country and I will strive to win but win or lose I will always do my best why is Lanny leaping Lanny your favorite wrestler because he don't break any rules Ross we're always talking about the excitement here on Mid-South Wrestling Television which is so true so true but I want to tell you, Leaping Lenny Poffo is exciting, too, in that. And I'll tell you, we'll be looking for him because he'll be here next week on Mid-South Wrestling. We still have more to come, so stay with us. We'll return right after this word. Mike, what the hell was that? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So I had not seen that in many, many years. I had totally forgotten that it even existed on the original footage. I... You know, I don't know how to describe it. I will say this. I kind of spoiled this on Twitter a few months ago. There is going to be a moment where Poffo hits his uh, quote-unquote backflip off the top rope in Mid-South. So if you follow me on Twitter at Mike504Saints, you would have already seen it. But there's some, you know, if you remember the rules of jumping off the top rope in Mid-South and how those are sometimes applied and other times not, just keep that in mind. I don't know what this was. You know, this is Leap and Lanny. It's a video package. There's some interesting moments in there that you can't see, obviously, as you listen. There's him uh, training on like a gymnast floor and he's doing his backflips. And there's a couple of other weird looking moments from him uh, standing on his head in the ring with his legs crossed as he's upside down. I, uh, 
It was interesting. I guess is the words I'm looking for, Brian. What did you think? At one point, there's a clip of just him standing there and there's a kid on his shoulder standing up. And then the camera just does a close-up of the kid. Yeah. And we're not even talking about what he's saying. Like, in between these clips, it's just like, I trust in God. I love my country. I always fight my hardest. Whatever he's saying. What is this? And he's in his living room. (laughs) I don't know, man. I don't know what to make of it. You know, I'm not one that was ever, like, a big Leapin' Lanny Poffo fan. I didn't dislike him. Uh, I I don't know. it's, It's very strange. Him in Mid South, I'll just kind of say it like that. He's a good-looking guy. Don't get me wrong. You know, when you think about Jerry Jarrett and talking about, you know, why why some of the younger guys come in from from Memphis, but it, it's he's kind of a weird fit in Mid South, in my opinion. There's no other way to say it. It's just it's just very very weird when he comes in. I mean, his interview package is weird. Yeah, I was about to say that. I what kind of like, sales pitch is this? I don't know, man. I like Leaping Lanny because he doesn't break the rules. Uh, this is almost the close of a very weird mid-south episode if you think about it we're talking about a guy with a mask on i think he's got a mask i don't know his mouth moves that's what throws me off when you see that fan his mouth is opening and closing i still think i still think it's a mask because of the close-up i saw it's just very this was a weird episode I, i don't know strange weird it's almost like the aliens produced this episode or something. You know, it's like a paranormal experience of of Mid-South. I mean, think about what we've had here. We 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 basically are going to close the show with, well, kind of close it. I mean, there's another segment after this. But we got the Leaping Lanny thing and the weirdness of his promo and I believe in God and and I never cheat. I fight clean. And we've had Sam Hall versus Mike Jackson. We've got the weird fan. Mr. X took his mask off at one point. Doug Vines and Magnum TA. I mean, it's just a lot of nothing happening, which is you're hearing us talk about a lot of nothing. Well, coming out of this Leaping Lanny video, we get a recap of the Hacksaw Duggan Ted DiBiase loser leaves town match from a few weeks back. Of course, Hacksaw Duggan wins DiBiase, now gone from Mid South Wrestling. And with that, we're gone. That wraps up another episode of the Mid South Wrestling Television Review Podcast. Any closing thoughts or notes, Mike? I think you you really saw just by the fact that they had to replay the match where DiBiase is pinned by Duggan and he went home. I mean, they filled up the last six minutes or so of the show with things like that. And Boyd and JR talking about, we're told, you know, Duggan will be back next week possibly and we'll have a Mid-South tag title match. They claim, that, was a, that was a last note. They claim there may be a Mid-South tag match with Duggan and TA versus Reed and Neidhart. So we well, here's a match. We we just saw this team put together. We were already being talking about there's going to be a title match. So basically little to no build up to something like that. But I point all that out to say we had the, just a recap with DiBiase and Duggan to show you, you know, they're just they just trying to fill time because they really just didn't have anything. I mean, they really, Brian, seriously, you said at the beginning of the show, you're like, this might be the bottom moment of 83. I mean, you could see it here. Am I? Am I? Am I right? You, you just there's nothing. The highlight of the show is trying to figure out if a fan in the crowd was wearing a mask, if he was a boy or a girl, if he had blush on his cheeks, if he was hitting on another fan. <laughs> that was the highlight of the show. 
Well, with that, we wrap things up. You can follow me on Twitter at GreatBrianLast. You can follow the Arcadian Vanguard Podcast Network on Twitter at SuperPodcasts or on Facebook, facebook.com slash ArcadianVanguard. You can hear me on the 605 Super Podcast at 605pod.com, available wherever you find your favorite podcasts. Mike, how can the listeners stay in touch with you and Booking the Territory? Uh, come give me a follow on Twitter at Mike504Saints. I'll post clips of the shows there uh, that Brian and I discuss sometimes and and uh, also tweet about other things. But I mainly like to focus on old school wrestling. Also, come listen to Book in the Territory twice per week at tinyurl.com slash bttpod. Not twice per week. It's once per week. tinyurl.com slash bttpod. Right now, we're talking 1989 NWA Saturday Night on TBS. Like I mentioned on the end of last week's episode or the last episode that Brian and I did, you know, we're we're really into that, obviously, flair and funk feud that's going on. But also, in the last few months, we've talked about the, the Steiners, and it's their first few months of tagging together. And it is very, very good stuff. And you can see, even early on, why and how they become such a great tag team. They really, really are. And I'll never call them underrated, but as a tag team, they're tremendous, even from the beginning. So we're talking about that. We're into 1989. On our NWA show that drops every uh, Thursday night at 7 p.m. Central Time, you can you can go back and listen to all of them as far back as 1985. So we're into the past the summer of 89 right now, getting into the fall. But you can listen to those there. Again, it's tinyurl.com slash bttpod or search Booking the Territory wherever you get your podcast from. We're the unprofessional wrestling podcast for a reason. The language is strong. The jokes are terrible, but it's still fun. Nonetheless, we have a great time. Myself, Hardbody Hopper, and Doc Turner. Brian, that's all I got. I am really looking forward to when this roller coaster starts going up the hill again, because we, like you said, may have almost hit the bottom if we haven't hit the bottom on this week's episode of Mid-South. The Mid-South Wrestling Television Review Podcast is a production of the Arcadian Vanguard Podcast Network. Your producer is Jace Nakarado. For Mike Mills, I'm the great Brian Last. Tally-ho! Tally-ho!